and welcome back to Turf Talk. We're sorry we missed you out last week, but that means we've got a bumper episode to talk about this week, reviewing all the Guinness trails from Newmarket in Newbury. There's also been a couple of Grand Nationals in the meantime, the Irish and Scottish editions, all over finals day, and we'll look ahead to the final day of the jump season at Sandown this weekend. Will it be Altior versus Surname? And well, if, you, if you're ever going to go out on a high Jimbo, that's the one. Yeah, uh, really looking forward to this weekend. It looks like a really nice card. Uh, and yeah, can't wait to talk about all the racing that we've missed out on. The final and Honeysuckle is opening up clear. At the final flight, Honeysuckle, Rachel Blackmore over six in front of Tintangle. El File is next as they race up towards the finish. And this is a good mare, all right, as Honeysuckle gives Rachel Blackmore the elusive Irish grade one and extend. Well, I guess the place to start is with the classic trials. You know, a vital time of year, really, for the three-year-olds sorting themselves out into who might well be a classic contender. Two down hot, odds on favourite, out of the Guinness, which has left the door open. And we've seen a couple of nice performances in the past two weeks, Jimbo. Skardu, the winner of the Craven, and Mohaffa, the winner of the Greenham. Yeah, I, I was both really impressed. Skardu, unexposed, only the one run last season, has run twice over the Rolling Mile and won both. Now, I, I thought that this race sort of disappointed a bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you'd have liked to have seen the two good Olfin horses be second and third, I reckon. I would have liked to have seen Royal Marine run a, run a lot better. He wasn't exactly given the perfect ride he was trapped in and sort of never really got going. But Royal, Royal Marine and Scardu are the same price in the Guineas now, both 6-1 to one apiece. And I think I'd probably still be with Royal Marine. I, I, on the day I back Scardu personally... Uh, and I, I th- normally the craven gives me a good indication of where I stand, but this year it's through the cat amongst the pigeons. I'm not sure with Scardu. There's he just I don't think he lacks as much class as normal craven winners. How how can you say that? How, how how long has it been since we've had? And I know last season Roaring Line and Massa were obviously there, but apart from that, it's been a while since he's been a, a you know a great craven winner. Yeah. You know, going back to the days of right, Ravens passing a, who did he beat? Or in that twice over? Yeah, that's that must be about a decade ago now. Bloody hell! Uh, I like the horse here, Skardu. Again, I'm not quite sure. What I'm quite, I'm not quite sure what level is his ranter. You know, Momkin set piece second and third. I, I, set piece I can see coming on for the run. Big time, but again, the two good Olfin horses, especially Royal Marina Group One winner, just nowhere near, never involved. Yeah, if, if you look at the other main 2000 Guineas <laughs> trial, the Greenham, I think that's a lot better form. There's some very nice horses in this. I, I, I like Moth, Moth, I can never say his name, I think he's he's progressing nicely. It's nice to see Marcus Trigonin with a good one because he's been off without a decent one for a while now. Uh, I think the run of Great Scott was very good. I think he's interested in the Guineas betting. He's there's still fifties around for him. I think he's got a a great way of going about his races. If that race, he, he ran as if he sort of needed the run. I think if it goes good to soft, I think that'll help him even more. I think 
that's pretty decent ground that it, and that's what he needs. Urban Icon's a horse that Richard Hannon rates highly. I was watching a, a programme the other day to do with Richard Hannon's stable, and a lot of people like Urban Icon. I thought his race was very interesting and intriguing. So I think, I personally, I'd take the, cra- uh, the Greenham over the Craven so far. I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with you. But going forward into the Guineas, would you have more doubts about Mahaffa than Skadu as a Guineas horse? You know, he's fairly clean. He's got a fair bit of speed in the pedigree. I mean, do you, do you think he'll he'll want a mile? Yeah, I can see where there's question marks about the mile, but he wandered around over seven furlongs and he, he, he ran straight through the line. I don't think there should be a, an issue there, in my opinion, over the, the Guineas distance. Maybe the hill at the end might find him out, but... Why not? He's won a main trial for the Guineas, so you might as well, if he's well, go for it. Oh, of course, of course. I, 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 I think he's very, very, very well entitled to take his place in the lineup there, really. Look, it, it's it's a time of year when, you know, quite a lot of the you know, top top ones in the Guineas better will will turn up without a run. Yeah, you know? yeah, but there is so much pressure on this three year old year. Do you not find that's completely different from jumps racing? Yeah. Whereas you can run in the triumph hurdle and look at Clandy Zobo, he got beat in the triumph hurdle by Ivanovich Gorbachev. And then Who won? Won won the other day. Good old boy. And then has since gone on to win a King George. So there's further targets you can win, whereas in flat racing it's sort of all about the Derby, St. Ledger, then that's it. Who cares? There's only the Judmont and the Ark that people really bother about. Moving on to the Phillies Classics now on the two trials for them. The Nelgwyn at Newmarket and the Fred Darling at Newbury. Won by Kabala and Dandu, respectively. Jim, we'll start with the Nelgwyn. I like this winner, Kabala. Yeah, very nice uh, profile she has. She won on debut. She won very well here. Uh, I think that Roger Varian had a very, very good Craven meeting, didn't he? And uh, I, I like Kabbalah just as much as you. The price is slightly putting me off her at the minute. She's short. Fre- yeah, she's as short as freezing. Freezing place, isn't it? And that's really not for me. It looks a wide open year. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a windy year, I think, this year. There's no standout in the 1,000 or the but 2,000. But it, it, often, it often is in the Phillies. Yeah, you know the the the, the, the two year old Philly form doesn't often stack up as well as a Colts form does. I, I tend to have more success in the one thousand guineas. My first ever guineas winner, I remember Blue Bunting. Yeah, good Alfinos. My first ever guineas winner, but that's going back some time. And Cavallo obviously has a decent chance going into the one thousand guineas. And Roger Varian has a fairly decent hand in it, doesn't he? Because he has more just as well. Yeah, uh, runner up in the Nelwyn. So. I, I thought Angel's Hideaway ran a very interesting race. Very slow away she was. Uh, had to come round the field and rattled home at the finish. Ran an absolute cracker, I think. But Kabbalah certainly looks like the standout star in the 1,000 guineas division. Yeah, that's a very good shout for you, for, uh, from you, Jim. I mean, look, we've, we've not really seen too much of the Irish other than the race at Leopardstown. Dutch won my lady, Kyle, mm. who looked pretty smart. There's obviously the Aiden O'Brien pair, just wonderful. Uh, Fairyland, Skitter Scatter. Skitter Scatter's we're interesting. still yet to see. But, I mean, domestically, I think Cavallo's pretty close to, to being the leading British hope after that. Yeah, after that performance, definitely. Uh, what do you make of Dan Doolen, runner-up in the Rockfell at Newmarket, back end of last season? And uh, I don't think this race took as much winning, but she, she's done it quite well, and I'd, I'd be surprised if there wasn't more to come from her. 
Same. Uh, I, I was slightly surprised with Dondu. I wasn't expecting her to find as much as she did. I, I thought... I, th- I was a little disappointed with the turnout of this race, if I'm being honest. I, th- I thought So Perfect ran very well to say, I don't think she stays seven furlongs or a mile. I don't. I think shorter six, six and five will be more hers in the future. Iconic Choice looked exposed and was a big gamble on the day. Uh, an obvious eye-catching as and, well. Just, and just, you know, another couple of strides and she'd have gone up, but... Do you want to know an interesting fact about Iconic Choice? Go on. Cupboard Love, who I own a share in, beat Iconic Choice by seven lengths at Haydock. So you're going to own the Guineas winner? I mean, I have a job. She's out for most of the season with lameness in the back left leg. But since that, mine, uh, Cupboard Love since gone and got beat at Salisbury and uh, been beat many times since. So it proves that one time is not just the end, be all and end all. It's Look, look at iconic choice now. She has to has a chat. She has to have a chance. God, what was that? Was that and her, her tenth, ninth, tenth run? Yeah, somewhat like that. I mean, she doesn't have a flashy profile. No, which the market doesn't like. But 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 you you don't want a Guinea's winner to be that exposed. Surely, surely you'd be looking at something like Kabalu's two out of two, or one of the O'Brien fillies, yeah, or John Ox's horse, rather than a horse who's you know. Being beaten by a horse, big Jim Watson owns. Blow me neck. Uh, I like Dandu though. I like Dandu. I'm not sure whether she whether she's a Guinea's winner. Yeah. But as she's a horse who I've, I, I I think you know there's nice pots to be picked up with this season. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with you, but I think the Nelgwin form's a lot stronger. So do I. So do I. We'll we'll stay on the flat for now, and we'll talk about. Well, I'll really let Jimbo Watson talk about all weather finals day. I'm interested in catchy. The rest of it, not particularly fussed Jim. But Watersmeet's been a cracking horse over the years, and he's finally got his big day in the sun. Yeah, he he was narrowly denied last year. He just touched off when he was second by a short head. Uh, I'd really fancied Watersmeet because I, I. Armade, I wasn't a big fan of. He went off four to six. I'm not backing four to six. He's on all weathers. I'm completely against him. I thought Waters meet had just sit off the pace and he missed the break. And he was mid division. The race went how I was sort of expecting it. Uh, Armade made a move on the back straight to go up, and Christoph Sumion used the petrol up slightly too early, I think. And Waters meet won the race decisively in the end by two and a quarter lengths. I was very impressed. And and this eight-year-old deserves it. He is the ultra-consistent all-weather horse that we want to be seeing at these sort of races. And well done to Mark Johnston for getting ready for this because I thought it was a good performance. Yeah, yeah, very, very fair with them, Jim. I mean, th- th- I mean, th- the main performance for me on the day was Catcher, who is just amazing to watch. Absolutely amazing. Like, like you know, bullet from a gun out of the solve. And I said, every single person on earth knows what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, every single jockey in behind will have been planning for Catchy to, you know, be first out and take control. They still can't stop him. They've not got a chance in hell of stopping him. He's brilliant to watch. Yeah, the only time we've seen him make an error was at last year's finals day yeah. when he was slow out the stalls. And since then, he's been electric since. When there's a bend, he is an unreal horse. If if you look, there's races in Hong Kong, uh, even if you go over to Australia with Catchy, 
he could probably pick up some nice grade ones over there because Rounder Ben catches a different horse. Yeah. Um, and really ultra consistent in what he does every time. They tried to go with Catchy, they weren't quick enough. And he's he's good. He is good. He's very It'll be good. interesting to see where he stands this season in the sprint division. It'll obviously go to Chester probably in a couple of weeks' time if there's a race there for him. Tom Dascombe's yeah, Chester. Yeah, I, in fact, I'm sure he ran at, ran at Chester last season. Yeah, because I think I was there. He brought the track record, didn't he? I think. Some like that. Yeah, that's it. I won't be surprised. I mean, what, do you think he'll be as effective? One back on turf, and one almost all the big sprint races on the flat are straight. Are straight. Yeah. Apart from the Breeders' Cup. Interesting. I I think the Breeders' Cup would be an interesting route to go with him. Uh, I think you go Chester. You ch- you have a Throw it a dart at Ascot and yeah. you go Breeders' Cup. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. But he's he's pretty close to my favourite flat horse at the minute, Catchy. I just find, think he's absolutely brilliant to watch. And I was glad, you know, to see him, well, not back to his best because he's been at his best really all winter, just doing what he does best. Uh, and the Easter Classic, Matterhorn, again, a proper, proper all weather horse. Beating Mr Hicken, uh, Jim, not many people are expecting Mr Hicken to get beat. I'm not quite sure, though, whether he'd reverse the tables on this. I think Matterhorn's quite a good horse. I really, really like Matterhorn's performance. I, I do think something was up with Wizzer Hicken. Yeah. Because Wizzer Hicken's been flying all this season, winning the yeah. Easter Derby. The form's all there for Wizzer Hicken, and he's been beat three quarters of a length by a hundred and odd rated horse. He's better than that. Um, there was rumours around him having an injury because he was going to go to Maidan. He's obviously... Something might have reoccurred, but that's not taken away from Matterhorn's performance. Matterhorn went off like the clappers last time out, went far too fast. Uh, it was a horrendous ride from Joe Fanning. He learned from his mistakes here and he rode the race to perfection. Wizard Hicken was slow out the gates as well. That's one negative I saw. Um, sort of didn't have the right track position. Lingfield's just one of them tracks where if you're not out, that's it, you're gone. That's your race gone. Frankie tried to make a move down the back straight, struggled to make headway, and then Matterhorn accelerated after tracking the leader and soon quickened up and was very impressive. I'd rather have Wizard Hicken over Matterhorn, though. I can see where you're coming from there, mate. I understand it. But he's had every chance here, Wizard Hicken. Yeah. He's had every chance to get if past these, Matterhorn. If these were to run on turf this season, I'd have Wizard Hicken over Matterhorn. But are, are we kind of underestimating Matterhorn and because of all of his form? You know, I think it's somewhat like, you know, nine out of 11 runs have been on the all weather. Yeah. So he, whilst Wizard Hicken, we know he can do it on turf. You know, we don't know we Matterhorn, but that's not to say he can't. Mm. You know, I, I still think the two nice horses going forward. I don't know. Strange race for me, mate. Yeah. Bit of a strange race. I mean, if although if, if it was the other way round, if it was Wissa Hicken who'd, you know, won as impressively as Matterhorn has, we'd all be going, oh, well, it was always going to happen. Yeah. What, you know, and that's a group one level horse there. So I, I'm not... I'm just a bit, I'm a bit confused as to why 
there's a bit of cold water on Matterhorn from some yeah, from I can, some quarters. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from because I, I, I do sound slightly like I'm playing down the win of Wizzahicken, uh, the win of Matterhorn, but I'm really not. I was very impressed, I thought. So we'll move on to the Scottish Grand National now and a bit of a shock there, taking risks 25-1 to 1 for Nicky Richards. Do you know what, Jim? I, 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 he'd have been on my long list as well. Not quite my short list, but I'd have given him an each-way squeak. And, well, the step up to four miles has really, really suited him, beating the Ida Chase win across Park and then Trevor Emmings' youngster cloth cap. I mean, overall, though, mate, I don't think this was a vintage renewal. No. When I saw taking risks, I backed taking risks at the start of the season when he was second to Vintage Clouds. Yeah. And watching that race, I didn't think I'd be watching the favourite of the Scottish National and the winner of the Scottish National. Uh, and for most years, it's disappointing, I think, this year. Nothing. Cloth Cap's the interesting one for yeah, me. Yeah, completely. If, if you were to look at the... If you were to look at this and think which which one would you maybe look at and say that could develop into a Grand National type next season, surely it'd be Cloth Cap. And, and Blue Flight has beat Black Court on this season. That's the only thing. That's the other thing I could take out this race. So the has got fairly decent form. Uh, Cloth Cap, certain Trevor Emmins type for the National next season, definitely with a strong campaign, I think. So taking risk, ten out of ten for Nicky Richards' training performance. And Sean Quinlan's had one of his best ever seasons. I, th- I think that goes without saying that he is a top-class jockey. Um, and he's delivered taking risks here to perfection. It, he blundered really, really badly at the first taking risk. I thought he would have gone. He did yeah. well to sit. Uh, and Cross Parks, to me, looked like was just held by by the handicapper. I, I, I think winning the Ida sort of smashed his mark. And well, he'll go up. He'll go up another couple of pounds for this, won't he? Yeah. Which will get him into the national next season, mm. if if they want to go that route for Caroline Bailey. Uh, cross back's all stamina, isn't he? But he's he's had a, he's had a, a pretty decent campaign. Like we've said, the interesting one's Cloth Cap, only a seven-year-old running in it's off a mark of 134. You know, stayed on pretty well into third, and you you can see him turning up in an, a, a lot of the good. Long distance chases next season. Yeah, completely agree with you there. Slightly disappointing from Cross you boy. He slipped up or clipped heels jumping over. He didn't make any jumping error. I backed him. I was very disappointed. Uh, but then he ran the other day at Fairy House and didn't really do a lot. But hey ho, it's a national. That's what you expect. Yeah, and Blue Flight as well. We're giving a mention. Cause, I mean, he was running pretty close to top weight after Beware the Bear was taken out. He's, he's ran well into fourth. You know, again, probably closest at the finish really but not a bad performance from him but overall Jim a windy Scottish national windy Scottish national and take it with a pinch of salt I think we'll move over to the Irish version then now won by Burrow Saint a 1-2-3 for Willie Mullins his first win in his country's biggest handicap chase Isle of Hope and Dream second ahead of Acapella Bourgeois he had the fifth home as well which was Bellow Moan Snugsborough Benny was ahead of him in fourth do you rate this form stronger? I do I think this was a very, very good performance by Burrow Saint. Uh, this certainly throws his hat into the ring for next year's national. And I know we're 360 odd days away, 350 days away, but this was a very good performance. I mean, at the minute, he looks like the most credible threat to Sagaro. Yeah, and I, I'd even go as far to say he could run him a grade one yeah. novice at Punchestown, and it wouldn't surprise me. 
I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that just in terms of... Just to save his mark? Well, not even to save his mark, just because it's a week away. Yeah. It's a week away. I, 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 don't, I don't see the point, but I, I could see him, you know, developing yeah. into a horse better than a handicapper. Yeah, over time. You know, something like, I mean, it's it's the route they've taken multiple, multiple times, but something like the Bobby Joe. Yeah. If they were to save his mark and have a crack at Tiger or something like the Bobby Joe would be ridiculously, he'd be ridiculously Similar well to what they've done with Ralph Finden this year. Yeah, and they've, you know, the past two else have they won it with Prince de Beauchene, mm. a hedge hunter. I think so. The Midnight Club, possibly. Oh, going <sighs> a bit far back there. Yeah, we are, but I like this winner. I like this winner. And do you know what? There's a man at my work who who also likes his racing. And we were talking, probably about two weeks ahead of Irish Grand National, I was looking at the entries, and I said, Burrow, Burrow Saint with 20-20, and I go, oh, it'd be Burrow Saint or Spiderweb for me. Spiderweb don't turn up. Burrow Saint goes off 6-1 to one favourite. Back yourself, lad. <laughs> Buddy, back yourself. Uh, uh, Isle of Open Dreams is a smashing horse. You know, disappointing for him not to get a run at the Grand National this season, but I'd like to see him... You know, he's very, very well entitled to take his chance. I mean, he'd have been entitled to take his chance this year, but he strengthened his credentials there with another another good second. Yeah, two consecutive years. Uh, Danny Mullins again hitting the crossbar. Yeah. Uh, it's getting a bit annoying for him if, if I was him at this moment in time, and a good performance, I think. And a cappella bourgeois, bit of a wilderness horse. Really, you know, hard to place, not quite sure exactly what we're going on with him. I'd, I'd say this is a career best. Yeah, he's, he's, I, for me, I, I remember Acapella Borgia for his six in the RSA behind Mike Bike. Well, he absolutely b- 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 bolted up yeah. the year before, I mean, the, the time before that one. He won, won that race at uh, the 10 up chase and he won it by 60 odd lengths or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah. But, yeah, since then it had kind of been, what exactly do we do with Acapella Borgia? Barring his performance last time when beating York Hill, he he looked back to his best last time when he beat York Hill. Uh, yeah, but be, beating York Hill is like, you know. But you never know, York Hill is the best horse that Ruby Walsh has ever rode, he said at one stage. Yeah, but York, York, York Hill is absolutely bananas. <laughs> so we can't be having that. Uh, Whisper in the breeze, Jim. I like to talk about him because he ran a very, very, very bold race under Paddy Kennedy. You know, led for most of the way. I mean, they stole the break on him. They stole the break on him. Do you just think the stamina ebbed out? Yeah, but he sort of did that at Leopardstown early on in the season, uh, in, in January. He sort of tracked the leader early on and then kicked for home late on and just hung hung on to beat Live, Love, Laugh. Uh, he fell... At Cheltenham, didn't he, in the... National Hunt Chase. In the National Hunt. He could probably put a mark through that. I, I got no... I thought, why not? You might as well go for it. Uh, if them tactics have worked before. I, I'm, I'm not criticising Paddy Kenny, Kennedy for this because his ride in the National was very good. In the English National was very oh, good. I, I, don't, I don't think you can criticise it ever. Uh, um, because you've got to make a decision and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And here he's, he's finished ninth, so... Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it doesn't. I, I thought he tried He tried his best for the horse. Oh, yeah. And they say to come on, he's finished ninth. You take Whisper in the Breeze's race 
as almost as having run a better race than say Woodswell or Roaring Bull who finished ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, we'll stay at Fairy House, Jim, and just a, a quick couple of minutes on the Ryanair Novices Chase won by Voiderev, Grade One. Yeah. Uh, only four of them got around, obviously. It's awful to lose Cuba Mania, but the, the other four, uh, Real Steel, Mengli Khan, you know, in behind. What do you make of it, Jim? Is it, how windy is this? It was good to see the Wiley Colours uh, ringing Grey One success because they've had a horrible couple of weeks, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they have. Um, so that, that was nice to see. I'm not sure about this race. Uh, Mengli Khan... I was surprised he ran here, to be honest. Oh, yeah. He'd, he's had a busy campaign, hasn't he? Uh, Cheltenham, Aintree. He's ran well at both. He, obviously, this must have come too quickly for him. Winter Escape, you never know. He's He's got blood vessels made of tissue paper, hasn't he? Um, there's always an issue with him. But Vidarev, he unseated at Cheltenham, didn't he, in the JLT? Whether that had made that much a difference, I, I don't think, because Defy Desai and Lost in Translation are clear, m- more consistent. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think that Voiderev has a decent enough profile to kick on next season. Yeah, you, you can see him running at a similar, you know, grade two sort of level. You know, I, I, I don't think, I'd be surprised if he was a top, top, top class chaser, but he's done it well here. Um, it, it were the runs of the horses in third and fourth that I was almost most interested in. I think Real Steel's solid, consistent, but we know where he is, mid-150s. Mengli Khan had run, you know, kind of got his season back on track at Cheltenham and, and Aintree and has flopped here in a race that looked very, very, very winnable for him. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot. Is he always going to be a horse that's just going to flatter to deceive Mengli Khan? Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm, I was slightly disappointed with him, uh, but I do think he's had a very busy campaign, and it wouldn't surprise me if they went to Punchestown with him. But I think he should have some time off. Oh, it would surprise me if they went to Punchestown with him. You know, he's already ran three times in about five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and Winter, Winter Escape, a horse who looked, you know, for me, like a potential top notcher. You know, beating a Plutard earlier in the season. I thought he was travelling like the winner in the race Labago Warwan at Punchestown, uh, uh, sorry Leopardstown earlier in the season. Bro- broke up blood vessels and like you can say, you can see that because he goes from tanking to just like that. Tanks emptied. Yeah, mm-hmm. tanks emptied like that. Again today, finish finishing third here, just slightly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I think there's got to be a question mark over him now. He's clearly a fragile horse. And is he is he just one that needs everything to fall into place for him to perform, you mm. know, ra- rather than a horse who can overcome a little bit of adversity? Winter Escape needs everything in his favour. Maybe I don't know, but it was a, it's a fascinating, fascinating sort of race. And well done to Vladarev. I put him up right at the start of the season as an in, as a horse who should improve for fences in an article I wrote. And well, that that's included Delta work in it as well. So I'm pretty happy with that. Two out of five Grade One winners. And Bags Groove. And Bags Groove. Yeah, I did. Bloody hell, I'm better than I thought I was. Uh, speaking of grade ones, Honeysuckle's very, very good. Winner of the Mayor's Novice final. I mean, how far would she have won by at Cheltenham when I had a big anti-post bet on her? Oh, I'm crying. But 
she's done this well here. Elfield second, you know, uh, similar colours really, and Eglantine decided the Cheltenham winner. Home in third, Jim. I mean, are we going to get sucked into Lauren and Mark too? How we, good do you think Honeysuckle is? We have seen the second coming. Honeysuckle is a serious animal. I really, really like Honeysuckle. I, I thought Rachel Blackmore gave her a peach of a ride, and I think we've seen next year's Mare's, Mare's winner. Uh, I, th- I think this performance was good enough. We've seen, we've got the Cheltenham form in there. That was a solid run, I thought. I, I, I really rated the performance of Honeysuckle. Uh, so, yeah, I think that next season she could be a, a serious force to be reckoned with. What do you do? You reckon they should stay with stay with the mayor's program, or do you reckon go against the boys? You'd have to have a crack, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't have a crack. But again, I'd be. I wouldn't be taking it with a pinch of salt, but I think Lauren is a perfect case in point in that she's be, she's beating a hundred and forty rated horses here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Elfiel and Eglantine and Sawyer are no better than handicappers. Maybe we're all... Oh, oh that's a bit brutal. They are. They Cheltenham are. Festival winner. In the Mayor's Novice Hurdle, yeah. But she's, be, be, she's beating a horse who's never ran over hurdles before. Well, you never know. Form over time could come out strong. No, Jim, it doesn't. It doesn't, mate. And I'd, I'd be surprised. Well, maybe maybe 140 is harsh. 145, maybe. But if, if, if you were to run, say, Elfiel... In a match race with, I don't know, name a random handicap hurdler. Blue Cavalier. Right. You know, I think that, that that's the level of horse they're at. Do you think? I think Leon Cavallo would beat Eglantine Desai off level weights. Wow. You know, you know what I mean? I don't think these horses are any better than horses like Leon Cavallo. Yeah. It's your opinion, isn't it? I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. We we obviously have contrasting views, but I, I think Honeysuckle next season could be a serious force to be reckoned I'm not with. Say, I'm not saying about that. I'm saying that's a horse that she's beaten. I yeah. think Honeysuckle is clearly, clearly very, very good. So but if Honeysuckle and Lorina run next season, who would you have? Oh, God. Against each other? Because I'd have Honeysuckle all day I'd long. probably be a honey, on, in Honeysuckle's camp as well. Yeah. I would be, but... Again, I, I, I just don't want to go overboard in terms of champion hurdle prospects until we've actually seen a winner race of substance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's it for all the reviews. I mean, we'll just... Like I say, I'll, I'll give a mention to Madonna Blue, who's an absolutely dangerous, dangerous weapon when she gets quick ground on the fast track and won the Scottish champion hurdle off top weight. Little legend of a mare. Uh, time to look ahead to Sandown this weekend and the last day of the season. And the first race of the day at Sandown is the Bet365's Novices Championship Final Handicap Hurdle. It's a good race. It's in getaway. Trump heads are betting the general 6-1. to one best, Well, best prize 6-1. to one. Tens for Benny's Bridge, Christopher Wood. And the Extra Mag, Humble Hero, Musical Slave and Scarlet Dragon. 11's Harambe. 12's Balagos and Birds of Prey. Then 14's, the, 14's and bigger the remainder. Uh, Jimbo, time to start with the favourite getaway. Trump, I mean... 
if there's going to be a graded horse in the field, it's, it's going to be him, surely. Yeah, uh, it's a £100,000 novice hurdle. You might as well. Paul Nichols, uh, Nicky Henderson, Alan King have all got darts in this, Dan Skelton. So it's a really, really competitive novice hurdle, I think. Uh, Paul, we'll, we'll start with the Paul Nichols duo at the head of the market and getaway trump. Deserves to be there. Won very impressively at air. The only question mark is is quite a quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be slightly worried about that. Getaway trumps around a lot that, this that, season. That was a good race at air, though, as well. Like Galvin and Seddon in behind. I, I established from that race that uh, Seddon can't jump. I back Seddon to beat Getaway Trump because I, I was slightly disappointed with Getaway Trump's performance at Kelso. So that race looks strong on paper, but I've got a few question marks about it has 11 stone 12 to carry around here six to one is is short enough in my opinion but i'd go with paul nichols's other one christopher wood i've been a massive fan of him this season uh i've said that something like the betfair hurdle next season would be interesting for yeah. him the juvenile of mark 142 do you reckon that's fair enough i i, I do i think he's third at aintree was very good on ground that went very much against him i think i think better ground is something that he'd enjoy more. In this, it's the current going's good, so so that'll certainly suit him. The only question mark is is it's it's the four year old factor in a novice hurdle. I always have a slight reserve about that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I am a massive That's, fan of that, that. That'd be where my doubts would come in. Yeah. In terms of he's rated five pounds, you know, below getaway Trump. <sighs> I think what Getaway Trump has achieved is more than five pounds better than Christopher Wood. Do you, think you know I mean? Do, do you not think that he might have fallen into the trap slightly with him? Of you know, not by much, maybe only three or four pounds, but overestimating what the juveniles have done this season. Yeah, um, Getaway Trump's a certain chaser in the making. Yeah, uh, he's he's a big scorpion animal who'll definitely improve for a fence next season. Christopher Wood, you, you you can see your point where you're coming from. There's five pound difference. You'd be stupid if you were to say Getaway Trump has not deserved that mark because he has. And we do always we we've seen in recent years we have a dream. Uh, Lo- load, the loads marks, of them. They're just absolutely the handicapper ruins them. So yeah. um, we could have sort of seen it a bit here, but. I won't rule Christopher Wood out. He, he's very interesting in this, I think. Yeah, that, 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 that's a fair shout, Jim. I say I don't really have a ridiculously strong opinion on this race yet. I, I, I will get stuck into it at some point. I mean, just, just looking down the field, I think Lord Yates is an interesting one for Jed O'Keefe and Tommy Dowson. Class act on the flat. You know, you know, you know he's, he's won listed races on the flat. Do you not uh, Mark, think he'd need to improve though from that fourth on Grand National Day? Because this is, I think, this is a lot hotter race. Do you? Yeah. He's been beaten by Chief Justice, who was a graded winning juvenile, and Nietzsche has finished ahead of him, who's won the Greatwood. You know, I, I, I don't think that's far off him. So Lord Yates, if I were to take on Getaway Trump, it'd probably be with your Lord Yates for me. But it's, it's a fascinating race. There's, there's a lot of nice types in this. I'd like to see Scarlet Dragon do something better than he did in the Dovecote as well. Yeah. Because, uh, again, he was a good flat horse and his first three starts over fen- over hurdles were promising enough. Slightly disappointing last time, but I'd like to see him 
get back on track. But it'd be Lord Yates and Getaway Trump, the two for me. I think it'd be Getaway Trump and Christopher Wood for me. Paul Nichols duo. Nice one. Uh, the next race then, 2.25, the Bet365, Oaksy Chase. Uh, surname heads a bit in, but he's not going to run. Paul Nichols has just put that on Twitter. Yeah. The ground's gone good to firm. Surname won't run. So Janica heads in market, then 3 to 1. 9 to 2, definitely red. 5's Blackcourt and 8's Charbel. 10's a bigger the remainder. Go Conquest 12 to 1. That's a bit of an odd one. Uh, I mean, Janica, he deserves to win a good race, and this looks perfect for him. Yeah, uh, I've been a massive fan of Janica all season. I, I, I think something like this is interesting. Uh, he's been kept fairly busy since moving to Nicky Henderson's. He, he's run at Ascot in December, Cheltenham in January, Cheltenham in March, Aintree in April, and now he's the obvious target of this. His performance last time in the top of him I thought was good. At the time I was slightly disappointed, but I've watched the race back again. He didn't exactly jump as well as as I was expecting over the fences. He he lumped a lot he lumped eleven stone twelve round Aintree, which is some task to even finish in the first five, even to just yeah, jump completely. round. So, Janica has got a screw loose, I think. I, I just doesn't like to put his head in front, and that's my slight worry with him here. Three to one, slightly short, and I'm expecting him to be even shorter now. The official confirmation surname's not running. So, I'd be looking to oppose him here, even though I've been on most of his side this season. Uh... I don't know. I, f- I think it's, it's a, a windy I, race, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is because there's got to be a question mark about definitely red, even discounting the gold cup where he was go. He was he wasn't out of it when he was brought down. He got beat by Captain Redbeard at but, Kelso. Yeah, but again, he was given. A, you know, I'm, I am not one to slag jockeys off. You're a lot more of a jockey slater than me. But Danny Cook gave him a brain dead ride and allowed a quicker horse to outspeed him. You know, it was a match race, and Captain Redbeard is quicker than definitely red. And that that's where Cook got done. He allowed, he allowed Sam Coulthard, you know, to basically dictate when they went for the sprint. And uh, he, you know, he got beaten there. His, his, his first two wins this season would seem as the one to beat, surely. The Charlie Hall, the Many Clouds Chase. But then again, Black Corton, who's been knocking on the door for second four times out of five runs this year, including the definitely red uh, in the Charlie Hall. It's just a bit of a windy race for me, mate. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see Janica get his head in front. If there's one horse that we'd like that I'd like to see is Janica's six year old he could improve improve a lot more for next season, whereas the rest of these look sort of exposed. Charbel looked like a whirlwind in the Peterborough at the start of the season. Slightly disappointed since he'd possibly be the other interesting angle I'd like to throw in this. Jossie's Hill can't jump. Sam Benedetto's won his handicap for the season. Adrian Dupont might be running the bet three six five. Yeah, could go for that. Go conquers. Go conquer would be the the each, each way, way angle, angle at twelve yeah. to one. Surely after it, what he's done this season, again d- just didn't stay in the Grand National. Yeah, ran won the Sky Bet. Discount discount that run and surely is, you know, surely is a better horse than Cobra de May. Yeah, I th- I think my short list of three would be Janica, Charbel, and Go Conquer. Janica wins this for me, but it's a tentative selection. Yeah, it's a, it's a windy race that I'd probably I'd probably leave alone if I'm being honest. And the Bet365 Celebration Chase, aka the Give Altior a crown at the end of the season. Watch the superstar break the world record. Come on, Nico. Come on, Nicky. 
Five to two favourite lump on to beat Soul Royal, who's fifty two uh, who's five to one, sorry. Godzone is twenty to one. Diego de Charmil is twenty five to one. Vo- uh, Vosni Romani is fifty to one. Romani. I call I've always called him Vosni Romani. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the Von Romani. No, Vosni Romani. I like it. And Darabin doesn't even have odds because he's rated hundred and twenty one. So uh Jumbo Sit back, relax, watch Altio break the world record. Get him on the front of the Daily Mirror, the Daily Star, the Sun, you name it. He needs everyone needs to know that Altior is running this Saturday. Get him on the flag because of the country. <laughs> you said George's this week. We could have had Altior on the on the St George's yes. flag. Um, There's people flying to Heathrow. Welcome to England, home of Altior. So uh, um, he's gonna break the record if he wins this, isn't he? Stealing it from big books for the most consecutive wins. He's just going to trot around in here and beat these. So Royals, a solid, consistent type. But we've seen time and time again that he's been beat by Altior. He, he probably ran his best ever race. Yeah, in the Green one last time. Yeah, uh, So Royal. Uh, he was third. That form was solid. We all know Altior's going to win this, so we might as well just move on. Yeah, I mean, there's no really point looking at it from a pace angle, but I think we're just lucky to have him. He is, he is the best. Sol Royale in any other year as well would be an overwhelming favourite for this race because he is a proper... You know, he's a genuine grade one horse. Yeah. But there's a difference between genuine grade one horse and absolute monster that comes around once every 50 years. Yeah. And Altior, unfortunately, is that monster. Um the day's big betting race is a Bet365 Gold Cup. Really, really interesting one, this. Step back. He's always well supported, isn't he? 8-1 to one joint favourite with uh, Alan King's talk is cheap. 10s for the young master. 12s beware the bear. Give me a copper. He didn't win at Cheltenham, Jim. Give me a copper. He was a cert! He was a cert! Oh, no, on a retrieval mission. Uh, Joe Farrell, 14, same with Justice Seeing and Rock the Casbah. 16's present man and rolling Dylan. Then 20's, you know, bigger prices, Adrian Dupont, Ballydine and Larev. I mean, Jim, we'll start with a joint favourite. Step back. Went well for a long way in the Grand National, but again, the tank emptied pretty quickly, just like it had at Warwick. And now, I've got a little bit of a question mark about him. He won this race last year, didn't he? Oh, he holds up in it. £10... Worse off this year. He's ten pound higher. Uh, I th- I think he'll struggle. Uh, he's not my idea of the winner of this. Uh, I thought there was a lot of people fancying him on the day for the national. I liked him. Uh, I really couldn't make a case for him after his Warwick performance. I thought it was a shocking run. Well, no, but the thing with, the thing with Warwick was that he travelled really well, and again the tank just emptied pretty quickly. And you could have put that up to him, you know, that down to a fitness issue. You know, they needed. They wanted to get him spot on for the national. You know, he wasn't quite a hundred percent at Warwick, but then when he should have been a hundred percent at Aintree, you know, he was leading jumping the op- you know the first ditch on second circuit, and then by Beaches, he you know he were, he were half tailed off mm. in the space of three fences. He's gone from first to twenty fifth. That's where the worry comes out about him, but it's hard to get out of your head. And the thing is, I can see why he's always well supported. Yeah, it's a horse I like, but. I'd be looking for alternatives here. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'd probably agree with you. Talk is cheap's the second favourite. He finished fifth. B 
behind Walt in the 888 Sport Handicap Grade 3. That was a good performance. He bumped into on the blind side in a novice chase early on in the season and beat Theatre Territory in a two-runner race. He's got the interesting profile in this race. He's the novice that's stepping up into the handicap company. And I, I in my opinion, Talkies Cheap should be the favourite. Do you uh, think? I'd ha- if, if it was between Talkies Cheap and Step Back, Talkies Cheap is the favourite in this, even though we've seen last year's winner. I think he's novice form's fairly solid and be interesting to see what he can do off a marker one four five because it, it could be slightly high. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm not denying it that it's solid, but I'd I'd be more inclined to be with him if this race was over three miles rather than three miles five. Yeah. It, to me, it doesn't scream out like say I could I can see why they're having a go at it with him because mm-hmm. he does see three miles out fairly well, but say there are some proper, you know, out and out stayers in this. I'm not sure whether talk is cheap. I'd put in that category yet. Yeah. Look, he's eight to one though. You know, so I'm 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 not trying to pick holes in a short price favourite. You know, obviously there's a couple of holes there for him to be eight to one, and the stamina is an unknown. I th- I think the the front two in the betting our week. I I won't. I will not be backing them. Uh, but a horse I do like at a fairly decent price, sixteen to one. Present man. Do you know what, Jim? Snap. He was he, third in this race last year. He'd be the one I'd be with. Brian is back to ride. Apparently, she's riding on. Uh, in a, I think it might even be today or tomorrow. She's riding out or doing some pieces of work for Paul Nichols. She gets on really well with this. Badger Ales winner, good ground. Third in this race last year. Marker one fifty. Possibly, you, you see these top end of the handicappers, the, the nigh on graded class. I really like present man, and I think he could run a fairly decent race in this at 16s. I think that's a massive price, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I, I'd have had him more 12s, 10s up there. If, if you compare him to give me a copper, I'd rather have present man from the Nicol stable. Yeah, mate, you have basically took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I I like him for this. I really like him for this Badger Ailes Trophy winner back at the start of the season as well. Uh, I mean, the young master, you know, he 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 won this race back in 2016, and has been ninth and eighth in the last two renewals, but. He's been back to form this season, and again, you can see why, again, he's popular in the betting. Yeah, he was third at Cheltenham, wasn't he, in the Kim Muir, which was a very good performance. Sam Whirly Cohen gets on really well with him, and I probably I probably like his chances. He didn't get in the I national, do. did he? No. Uh, my short list for this race, I'd be willing to give Joe Farrell another, another go. We both strongly fancied him for the national. We're in a bit of a weird race as well. It was just never, you know, like... You wouldn't have even known he was in the race. He didn't jump very well, I didn't think. Um, his jumping disappointed me. He was kept... It was an odd sort of ride. Uh, it was an odd race. and I, I can't describe it. I was slightly disappointed with your foul. Well, not slightly, very. But I wouldn't rule him out in this at all. Yeah. So my shortlist would be the young master, Joe Farrell, and present man. Yeah, I like the young master... I like present man. Uh, we'll just give a mention as well of the winner of the Ultima, Beware the Bear, and the moral winner of the Ultima, Give Me a Copper. <laughs> uh, uh, 
would you give either of them a chance? 160 is a steep mark for Beware the yeah, Bear. Yeah, Beware the Bear's handicapped up to their rooftops, isn't I he? I mean, if he, if he wins, this is a grade one off. He has to be. Uh, he's rate 160, giving the rest of the field loads and loads of weight. I, I couldn't touch him off that mark, and I feel a bit sorry for him. He's won two nice handicaps this season, uh, and Beware the Bear deserves his chance to be here. Yeah, he, oh, he really does, but again... If he wins, he's a grade one horse, and I think, on all known evidence, he's not. Uh, and the other, the other, uh, giving me a copper, Jim. I mean, the mark of 143 still looks very workable, but it's just exactly, you know, what level he's giving me a copper. He's had too many chances off people now. I he's think. ran, he's ran four times over fences. Yeah, he's had too many chances. This is, this is prime Jimbo grumpy nonsense. Seeing a horse has had too many chances after four runs. Well, he's been he's disappointed, hasn't he? Uh, he's disappointed he's, he's last nine. time. He keeps having this flashy profile. Oh, look at me. I've not run many times. And then he goes off favour and he gets beat. And everyone goes, why has he got beat? It's, it's because he's not that good. So, give me a copper. They, they thought the world of him. He's quite clearly not expected, not reached them expectations. Move on, give me a copper's annoying. Do you know what, Jim? I wasn't going to put him up, but... I'll be cheering him on. I'll be cheering him on so I can laugh at you. I really, really will. Well, uh, Jim wants to talk about Yalarenki as well, who I'd have really liked for the Grand National. Yeah, being ultra, ultra consistent, I think. Um, he, if if we look at his run in the Gold Cup, he's run a cracker, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, seventh. He's beat presenting Percy. Which, An injured presenting Percy. You no, know, it doesn't matter who's beat presenting Percy. Um, which I think is quite funny. Um, he was fifth in the Grand National Trial. I think he's won his handicap for this season. He normally just pays for himself by winning a handicap, and he won that one early on at Bangor. Um, the ground's going to have the word yeah, firm in it. The, the ground would need to be soft to bottomless for him to be anywhere near, but he, he's a nice horse, and... I'd I'd like him for something next season. It'd be nice to see him get in the national for next year. I'd love him to. I think he's a national also over and over. It's interesting to see West approaches over fences in this declared as well. I mean, John Joe O'Neill Jr. taking three pounds off the the farm he's on. He's at Lightning at the minute. Yeah. So your so your three against the field, the present man, Joe Farrell, and the young master. Yeah. I'd have the young master, present man, and go on. Look, say, give me a copper. Just so, just so he can prove you wrong. Uh, we'll talk about the final uh, graded race of the British season. Is the select hurdle? Uh, a couple of interesting names in this as well. We're not quite sure again who's going to turn up. There's not much betting for it, but there's names there like Black Op on the blind side, Mister Fisher, Thomas Campbell, Old Guard. I mean, resurrected me as Storm. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that was gaff of the year, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love Mia, Mia Storm winning more than I would give me a copper winning. It's you know, fair enough. You saying give me a copper's, you know, no good. A James Watson, be- better, be- better than you saying Mia Storm's not alive. James Watson, miserable double. Give me a copper and Mia Storm will oh, win. We all lump on. I think we I'd, all lump on. I think I'd be suicidal if I uh, two won. What about your Never Call as well? He's in this. He was eighth in the uh, long walk at Paisley Park. One bit of a messy race, Jim. This is a lot of horses with question marks above them. Uh, Mister Fisher's been entered for a 
I mean, he was entered at Adrian, he was entered at Air. The ground went against him, didn't he? We him last minute. Unless he just wanted to let Verdana Blue win easy. We both really like Mr. Fisher, don't we? He's going to be good again. He might struggle here. Ah, I don't really care about this race, if I'm being brutally honest. Jarvis player, I used to like him early on the season. Think might soft, need a bog. Soft ground's key for him. Black Ops, disappointing. Tom George has had a season to forget. Old guard, feel like he's been around forever, but he's only eight. This uh, is a sort of race in my, you know what I mean? Thomas Campbell keeps disappointing. Um, I don't care about this race. Nicky Henderson will have a stronghold, whatever he is. He's got four entered. So, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. Oh, Blue Cavaliers in this as well, who is a horse who is equally as good as Eglantine Desai. Uh, Black Op wins this for me. This, this, this is as winnable an opportunity he's ever going to get. It, you know? It's a windy, windy grid too, isn't it? It's absolutely abysmal. But black up my selection, Jim. If you push me for one, I'd probably go old guard, but... Oh, do you know what as well? I was going to say, we'll end the season on a high. What a year we've had. And the last race we had to analyse has just deflated both of us. What a rubbish, rubbish affair this is. Uh, but, I mean, what a series it's been overall. Jim, if I were to ask you for your horse of the year... You, you already know. Of course, we know it's going to be Paisley Park. Paisley Park, he's been a true warrior this season, and I really can't wait to see him defend his crown next year at Cheltenham. It, it will be one hell of a feat. And oh, I'll never forget that day at Haydock when he looked beat and then he rallied up the running and and nabbed Shades of Midnight on the line. Oh, never forget that. But his Cheltenham performance, spectacular. Yeah, do you know what? I can see that completely. I've seen the nominees for the racing poster. Oh, I've voted Paisley Park with about five different emails. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie, I just want him to win. Yeah. Uh, and at what date is the court order for the restraining order on MLVL? <laughs> it's coming through the post soon. It's coming through the post, yeah. Uh, we all I'll tell you all, all, all five of the nominees for Horse of the Year this year, though. In normal years, it'd be solid, overwhelming solid favourites. Solid candidates, aren't they? Yeah, Frodon's a legend. Tiger always a legend. For me, it's got to be... I, I still have Altior as my horse of the year. I absolutely... You know, he's going to break the world record on Saturday. Go on, the boy! Oh, love him. But the same thing, Tiger always a legend. Frodon has given us the story of the year. Surname's put up the single best performance of the year. Oh, I don't want it to end, Jim. Come, you know, come five... 20 past five on Saturday, I will already be sifting through trying to work out who's going to win next year's champion hurdle right that's been that uh, for this week's edition of Turf Talk we've still got Punchestown to talk about next week so there's still a little bit of jumps left and as well as previewing the first classic of the year the 2000 and the 1000 guineas next weekend we hope you've enjoyed listening to it this has been Turf Talk see you all again very soon see ya see ya